Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 165 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here in your earbuds today as I am every week and thank you so much for tuning in. And it's the third Thursday of the month so usually that means I have a coaching episode and today it's a little bit different. I've invited a client, but also a dear friend onto the show. I recently moved to the Bay Area, most of you all know, and uh, my client Lauren lives in the Bay Area, and we've been hanging out, and it's been a lot of fun. And so not only is she just going to talk a little bit about her transformation, but she's also here in my living room, so we're recording live, which is a lot of fun, and it's a little bit different. So Lauren, say hello. You're Hi. here. Hello. <laughs> Um, so Lauren's going to tell you a little bit about herself and really the whole point of me inviting her and there's going to be a number of other people onto the podcast that you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks is to really just show that transformation is possible and people have had all different kinds of transformations and started different places. You know, sometimes women come to me because they're really struggling to leave a relationship or just let a relationship go for good. And for them, like, their whole goal is not to like get married yesterday or whatever, but it's really just to be able to pick up the pieces and move on and really come home to themselves, find themselves again. Whereas some clients come to me and they just want to like not hate date, hate dating and not be such a miserable experience and enjoy it, whether or not the relationship ends in a lifelong partnership or marriage or anything like that. And then of course, I do have clients that have, you know, found their life partner and then just everything in between. And the goal of the series that I want to share with you is that, you know, just because you don't 
necessarily want to find your partner tomorrow or wish you had found your partner yesterday doesn't mean that this work that we do here in this community on this podcast isn't for you. And I don't want you to feel like in order to quote unquote, succeed, you have to be in a relationship or anything like that. There's success on all levels and on all stages of this journey. And um, I really hope you enjoy these stories that I'm going to be sharing with you over the next few weeks and that you find inspiration and that whether or not someone aligns exactly with your experiences, which by the way, they probably won't, that at least you'll be able to relate and hear what the things that they did that really made the biggest shifts for them. And then also to really just start believing because I think that if there's one thing that stops people from being able to you know, reach whatever goal they want it to be, whether it's just to enjoy dating or to get over an ex or to meet someone is, is the belief, right? Like you can have the best coaching in the world. You can work with me one-on-one for a year, two years, whatever. But if there's a part of you that just doesn't believe that it's possible for you or that you can make it happen, then like nothing's really going to change. So if you get nothing else from these few interviews that are coming out over the next few weeks, that's what I hope you get most, um, that this is totally possible and no one can make you believe you have to do that yourself. Again, like no coach can make you believe that. And if they're telling you, then probably want to run. (laughs) Um, But I hope that you find that inspiration um, from these interviews and from my chat with Lauren today. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited that you're here. I know you're a little nervous being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not alone. Most of the people that come <laughs> into my podcast, unless they're like other podcasters, you know, my interviewees um, usually aren't that nervous. Sometimes they are actually. It's not totally true. Um, but, you know, the clients that are being on the podcast are nervous. So you're definitely not alone in that camp. Um, and where I'd really like to start is, you know, we were talking before the episode. And like, even though I use the term transformation, because people understand it, it's kind of like, not the best term to use, because like, what does that really mean? And it's like, that also signifies there's a beginning and an end or before and an after. And that's not necessarily again, it's like easy to relate to. And like, the diet industry certainly uses that dichotomy a lot, but it's not like, actually totally accurate. So we're talking in that sense, or we're also not talking in that sense. But what I really want to start with is, um, uh, you know, when you came into my world, you came into my world back in 2015. So you're like an early adopter to my work. So I'll love you forever for that. Um, but what I'd love to hear is what was dating and really not just your relationship with men, but what was your relationship like with yourself um, around that time, 2015, when you, when you found this work or before you found this work, I should say. So when you say that year, like, I think 2015, 2016 were some of the hardest years I've had um, in my recent life. And I was just going through, I think I was unsatisfied in my job and I was healing from the loss of my dad. And I was just, it was just felt dark. And so I think um, even when I wasn't thinking about dating, I just felt like I was in a dark period and I didn't know how to get out. And I was in therapy and that helped. But I was in therapy to just get me to do life stuff, like go to work, exercise, you know, do yoga. Um, And so, but in terms of my relationship with myself, I think I was really lost. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fulfilled in so many areas of my life, and I was in a lot of pain, and I'd never been in that much pain. Um, And my dad died in 2013, so it had been like two years of healing, but I just um, was like, okay, I'm getting back into my life. I go to work, I have friends, and I... I live in the Bay Area. I'm so lucky. I have a good life. Um, but I just was 
everything just felt off. And so I think um, when I found your work, I was just was looking for something, something that was different than therapy, something to help me kind of, because I know I wanted a relationship. I think at that time, I was probably like in my early 30s, maybe late 20s. And so I was really like, I want a relationship. I can see that this is something. And I, the people I was dating, it, they were unhealthy or it was like casual. Or I, I think... Um, but this is more of like a recent thought that I had recently is, um, I think I was emotionally unavailable that I didn't know for so many years. (laughs) That's like the number one insight that everyone has in my world. It's like, oh shit, that's why I was attracting emotionally unavailable people. How were you emotionally unavailable? Well, I was actually just thinking of this. I think you said this on a recent podcast, like how that's how we know that, um, they're unemotional, they're emotionally unavailable because it's maybe it's, it was me. I think I didn't know at the time, but now I can look back and see I didn't want a relationship because I didn't know how to open my heart again Mm -hmm. in that way. And I think even I really have only had one significant relationship in my early 20s. So I didn't have like a lot of experience um, being with someone in that way that I didn't know how to deeply open up myself, I think, in some way, in, in a lot of ways. And I was my heart was in so much pain that I was afraid to. I was like, oh, if I can lose someone, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt again, Mm -hmm. and I just don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you said something interesting that I think is true for a lot of people. They just don't realize it. And you said, I didn't really want a relationship. And at the time, you probably wouldn't have said that, right? You probably desperately or felt like you desperately wanted a relationship. And I find that – and I, like, I include myself in this as well, um, where it's like – we want a relationship because we're feeling something's missing. We're feeling like a deep hole in our lives. And so we want a relationship or we think a relationship will fill that hole or is that hole. Mm-hmm. And then it's just not because, because either like that energy attracts an unhealthy or unemotionally, emotionally unavailable relationship, or it's like maybe someone great does cross your path, but it's like, you're actually not ready for it. And I've experienced both in my life. Do you, do you, yeah. can you relate to that? Mm-hmm. I think I've had really toxic people that I let in because I was needing validation. I'm like a people pleaser type personality. So I want to be liked. And I, I know that if someone's texting me or someone's telling me that I'm beautiful, like it, it fulfills that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also know that there was like, I've been lucky to date really nice men. Um, and just they were not the right person, but they, I think I feel lucky that I was never like really treated really horribly by anyone. Besides, like, ghosting or something, but nothing really, like, devastating. So I I think that, yeah, I did invite really kind people into my life, but it just was... I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> this too. Like, my first instinct is to run when things get hard. Like, I can feel it. So I'd be like, I'm done. You know? Like, yeah. That's, I can I'm relate like, to that. <laughs> yeah, very, like... So when there's, like, a nice guy, I'm like, oh, that guy's way too nice. Or, I mean, my mom's called me out on that before, like... Why, we call it boring. Know? Yeah, it's yeah. too boring. Or I'm like, oh, he has an ego. And like, why? Because he's successful. Yeah, I don't want someone who's successful. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... Oh, my God. I could talk so... For so long about that. I won't. But I could. <laughs> um, so... Oh, gosh. There's so much I would love to see. So... So then you started... When did you know things needed to change? Let me ask you that. Like, when you're, when you're, like, you know, you're dating and, like, it's not a fun experience. There's a part of you that wants a relationship. Deep down, you're not actually available for it. But at the time, you don't know that. Um, 
and you're not really happy, it's like not great guys, kind of toxic, or it's the boring guys, putting that in air quotes for people listening. Um, <laughs> um, how did you know, like, okay, this is not how it has to be? Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure if I have a direct answer, so maybe mm-hmm. I could take us back a little farther. I think. Sure. Um, so my dad died in April of 2013, and I started dating this guy in June, uh, just two months later. And it just, like, was in that for a couple of months. And then he ended things, and I think at that time I went into therapy. And so I think there was, like, that was, like, the first way that I was noticing that I was in a dark space. Like, I can feel in my head, it felt cloudy. It felt like something feels wrong. I'd never felt this way before. I don't mm-hmm. know how to deal with this. I didn't know how to articulate it. I just knew it felt weird. And my family is a therapy family. Like everyone, in my family has been in therapy. So they were mm-hmm. like, yes, do this, do this. I think it will help you. So I did it and it did help. It cleared some things out. Yeah. And then once I was feeling like getting like my therapist helped me put my life in order, like you need to exercise. I was like, oh, yeah, I should be doing that. Like, I should be doing this. It should be... She helped me learn about self-care. Like, she said, choose one day a week, and you have to do a self-care thing. So Friday was the day. that Every Friday, I did one thing for myself. And I was like, wow, this feels really good. And then I was doing yoga a lot mm-hmm. at that time. And all these things she helped me find. And I would write down, like, oh, I exercised today, and I could see. And I was eating healthier. And so I was like, okay, that's helping. And then at that time, your work came in front of me like on a Facebook ad I think for your podcast and I was like oh I'm ready for this now so it just seemed like everything was like like little by little these pieces um but so I think that around 2015-2016 I was really unhappy in my job but Mm -hmm. I wasn't unhappy in other places because I had like started to clear some things out but I just didn't know like how do you I don't know I didn't have I'm not sure how I knew. I just felt like something didn't feel right. Like, all my friends were mm-hmm. able to do this. I wasn't able to do this. Like, I didn't... I didn't know. I've mm-hmm. never been there before. Like, I mm-hmm. had dated before when I was younger, and it seemed like it was easy. It was fun. I can have relationships because I've had them before. But at this moment, I I guess I was really unhappy in my job. It just wasn't the right fit, and maybe that's what I was focusing on, is how do I like my job more? How do I get more mm-hmm. of a... Because I really do think I liked my life in the Bay Area. I didn't want to move back to where my family was. So I don't know if that really answers your question. I'm not sure if I have an exact answer. Yeah, some people have like like a like a epiphany type of moment. Like I, I talked about my epiphany moment a lot. Um, and I definitely had that. But I think there was also things happening before that. It wasn't just like one day. It was like the heavens opened up or whatever. <laughs> um, and I think that's... I think that's totally normal. And some people have like these moments where it's like, shit, I don't have to live like this anymore. And then there's everything, everything in between. So it sounds like the thing that really then began to get you to a place where you could just feel like you were living your life and like doing life or adult things was just first it started with the body, right? Like eating healthy, exercising, doing something for self-care. What came next? So I think that when I started doing your work, I heard things that resonated with me. You know, I mm-hmm. when you said you um, came to this work or through yoga, like you also loved yoga and you talked in, um, I don't know, the way that you spoke just resonated with my own personality, the things that I was connected to. And so I think I heard on your podcast about the, I think at that point it was like the 10 day challenge. The Oh yeah, the day or so challenge used yeah. to be 10 days. Yeah. Don't tell people who've only done the five-day challenge. <laughs> Sorry, I loved it. I loved it. It was 
it helped me so much though because I was like oh this is what my therapist was getting me to learn like how important Mm -hmm. and then also there were some days that were really painful I think I did it a couple times Mm -hmm. before I worked with you more independently and I I remember some of the days were like Uh, like some of them were easy like okay do something you like to do okay I already do that or Mm -hmm. but some of them were like you had a journal about your parents relationship and I was like oh this is really hard or Mm -hmm. um some of them I'm like oh I'm not doing that day because like I could feel at that time that I was doing your work only on the surface like whatever I was like comfortable with I wasn't like ready to go deep Mm -hmm. um so and I think I don't really know what it was. I think just with time, with healing, I I think I what you said just started to sink in more and more. And I was dating during this time, but but I think something that I do that I I don't know that I love this about myself is I will date someone and then it doesn't work out and I'll take a break instead of like jumping back in. So I I, I noticed this that a, like date someone for a couple months and be like, okay, I need a month off from dating. Wait, why is that a bad thing? I I just feel like it becomes like um, this pattern. Okay. Because I don't know. I've been starting to think um, that maybe if I date more, like because I sometimes feel like it's numbers game. Like, the more dates I'm going on, the more people I'm going to meet. And I mm-hmm. think when I'm just, like, put all my eggs in this one area, like, okay, I'm going to date this one person. It doesn't work out. I Okay, obviously, something's wrong. I need to, like, regroup. And then I'm like, or is it just part of the process that I should just be like, all right, that didn't work. Dust it off. And so I'm, I'm like, playing with that. And I think with your work, there's been all these different levels that I've been, like, at this point in my life, I was ready for this, and now I feel like I'm ready for this, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Totally. I don't remember what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can relate. So, okay, you weren't happy in your job in 2015, 2016. Did you find that you wanted to, like, look at one area of your life at a time? Like, when? because I know you're in another job now, so you like it, right? You like yeah. your job now. And so did you feel like you had to get squared away in that area first before you could focus on dating? Or do you feel like you were... Because, like, a lot of times, like, our career and our dating life are connected. But, like, not in the way people think, right? Because sometimes people treat dates like job interviews, which isn't super great or helpful, I should say. Um, But in terms of, like, our worthiness, that can show up both in our... Or our desire to people please or whatever, which is a connected to worthiness anyways, but can show up in our love life or mm-hmm. career. So what was it like for you? That's a good question. I'm glad that you asked that because I think I feel much more grounded in my career now. But I, yeah, then, um, so I'm a teacher at a community college. So then I was working at a couple different schools and I was mm-hmm. feeling like not valued or feeling like very like burnt out. So I wanted to just, like, find a full-time job at one school. And so that took me a couple of years to really decide, like, what school do I want to do that at? And it was hard to find the position. Mm-hmm. So I was hired full-time in 2017. So that's, I think, I think I was telling you earlier before we recorded, 2017 at the end of the year feels like a big shift for me. Like, that finally felt like, oh, good things are happening here. And so I think maybe having groundedness in my job... Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think once I felt like, and then I recently got my own place, so I'm, things feel more permanent and feel yeah. like more like the life that I want to live. And so now I feel like what I've been, who I've been dating recently, it seems like though it hasn't worked out exactly as I wanted to, it, it feels like dating is different now than it was then. Mm-hmm. I think that's really true. Yeah, I think there's like, 
It's interesting because I think there's like a happy medium because on the one hand, I've seen women and myself included, I definitely did this, where like, oh, let me just focus on career because like maybe we're more masculine or left brain or whatever. And like, it's just easier to focus on career and get ahead and you kind of busy yourself or distract yourself with work and work projects and getting promotions and all that kind of stuff. And so there's like that extreme. But then there's like the extreme of like being deeply unhappy in career, not steady financially, and then a desire to find a man to or partner Mm. to bring that groundedness into your life. And it's like, okay, well, I really hate my life. I hate my job. I have no money. And I just secretly hope a man will come save me. And there's like two ends of the extreme. And I think for me, I know I've definitely been on both ends mm-hmm. of that. And it sounds like you have too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's wise to like have some sort of groundedness in other areas of your life so that you don't like look for a man to be your plan essentially. Yes. But it's hard. Cause like you don't want to be one end or the other. Cause like, otherwise you're going to wake up and you're like 45 and you're like, Oh crap, I forgot to date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on the other hand, it, when you want a man to be your plan, consciously or unconsciously, then it just attracts not super healthy relationships. And it seems like you're, like, at a happy medium now, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, I think that um, I've discovered that I need to put more love towards myself. Like, it seems, like, so basic that how come I didn't learn this so many years ago, but I think the more time and space I'm giving myself or, like, I started to, like, talk to my, my body Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I know that you're in a lot of pain right now, but you can do this. We have to go to work, you know, just like kind of just be more like, um, hey, I can hear that you're in a lot of pain and I'm here for you. Instead of being like, shut it down, just do this, just do this, trying to be like, mm-hmm. um, well, a friend of mine recently was like, um, why do you want that guy to text you back so bad? What are you trying to get from him? And I was like, huh. That's a good question. I'm like, yeah. she's like, can you give that to yourself? And so I'm trying to be like, hey, I want a relationship. Yeah. But I also want one with myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, cause I, I think that, I think when I was growing up, I remember my parents saying, you know, happiness is from within you. Like don't put the, I think my mom used to say, don't put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. And I try to always like have some version of that in my brain. Like, okay I love that quote you know I know she yeah. just I think that smart mama <laughs> and I have like a quote like that on the wall of my apartment like a similar one like mm-hmm. you know happiness is an inside job like some yeah. variation of that like yeah I think that I know that wh- but when I'm on my own I'm also really happy like when I'm in my apartment by myself I feel very fulfilled and happy yeah so what's dating like for you now um I think it's so much healthier is the best way I could say um it's I haven't found the person that I want, but I think my most recent um, relationship dating situation, when we ended things, it was like the most healthy. I think I might have told you that. Like that's yeah, like the t- most. I know about it, but I've like ever seen in my life. I, I mean, I know about the breakups you told me, but what is for people listening? Obviously, share what you care to share or feel comfortable sharing. But like, what was what was so different about it? like what made it healthy versus like a regular breakup or even like an unhealthy breakup? Like what was different about it well I think I mean definitely the person like who I showed up as and who he is as a person were both like 
two people that just really cared about each other, but that this was not, we were just not each other's people. And so I think it was always so easy to be honest with him when I could. Like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. always find my voice. Mm -hmm. But when I did find my voice, he could listen. Mm -hmm. And I remember we just sat for, like, three or four hours, and we just talked, and he just let me talk. He's like, what are you thinking about? Because I was like, are we doing this or are we not? And he just let me say what I need to say, and it was really... It was just very freeing mm-hmm. to be like, I could say all the things I need to say and this person could hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the things I needed for myself to hear. And so I felt like, oh, I could walk away and be like, I did everything I needed to do. And I could take what I need from that relationship for myself. And it wasn't about him. It was about me, which I think was the most, trans. I'll use the word, transformative for me, is that, wow this person that I showed up as is the person I ever seen before. And so I think it was me, but I think it was also like there was this person that I knew wanted to hear what I had to say, which is which I feel like if if you think like every time you date, I feel like each t- person I date gets a little bit healthier, a little bit mm-hmm. healthier. So I invited yeah. this person in that wasn't my match, but I think if I think of the person I dated before him, it wasn't as healthy. I couldn't show up as myself. So here I could be myself, but then he could say, oh, I see who you are, but this is not what I want. And I'm like, okay. That's, yeah. That's healthier than the last time. Yeah. So. And it's totally fine. Like, not everyone's meant to be together. And I mean, you know, I believe this, but and this is a big reason why I did my six-part series almost two years ago about how I met Stevie, is that every single relationship led me to the next relationship. And especially, I think it's even more powerful if you take the time to really learn what I call the soul lesson from the relationship. And nothing's a waste of time. And you're meant to be with whoever you're meant to be with, whether it was a 25 plus year marriage or like a one night stand and then everything in between. Um, What would you say like the biggest mindset shift you made that, that, you know, that gave you like the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak? You know, I've been trying to... I, I think the, um, the inner child work has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, um, the healing of my dad was actually... Because those are connected, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, I think being like... I guess, like, just... I think those were connected to my relationship with myself. Because one of the things that was coming up a lot was I felt really angry that my dad was gone. And I think my dad is connected to men because that Mm -hmm. was the first man that loved me. So I would feel anger. So now I try to be like, whenever I think of him, I try to be like, like put my hand to my heart and be like, okay, you know, you can do this. He's here. He still loves you. You have done all the things right. And you, and so I think that was part, it's part of my job to love myself Mm -hmm. a lot and just be like, I'm having a really hard day today, but I'm not having a hard month not having a hard year I'm just having a hard day and which is which I think is transformation in my own eyes mm, to see like I love that you know like so good. I'm gonna have really hard and down day it's that's just how it's that's how life is and that's how my life is I'm mm-hmm. I'm a sen- a very sensitive person and things affect me deeply and I have struggle with anxiety so it's gonna come up I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to take a day off and lay in bed all day and feel <laughs> sad it's just how it's gonna be but but I'm gonna love myself and let myself feel it and then I've also been trying to imagine, as you've taught me, who is the partner that I want and how do I want to feel? And so I'm trying to, like, visualize and then want to call in that person more because I, I think I'm feeling better in my own skin, so that's going to help me. 
Um, you know, and, and I think that your point about, I think you, I remember you said this, but I'm going to paraphrase it. Hopefully it's correct. Um, (laughs) something like, yeah, I can be on my own and I can be fine, but then I can't work through my issues unless I'm working with other people. Like I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't sometimes, um, especially for those of us who are like really intellectual or like really in our brains our heads, we can psychoanalyze and do all the inner child journaling and all this, all the things. But at some point you just have to like go out there and see where you get triggered and where you actually are better than you think you would have been or were. And cause that's really, cause there's only so much growth you can do while you're sitting and thinking about it on the couch. At some point you have to like go out and date, even if it's scary as hell and you think you're not ready or, um, or at some point you also have to be in a relationship because I do think that, being in a relationship helps you to grow more um, because you're just like, I don't know, you're with two humans, you're in a partnership with two humans and like, you're going to get triggered. And I feel like we need to change the conversation and how we think about getting triggered. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that like, you're not growing or that you're not enlightened or like, whatever. It just, oh, okay, I got triggered. This is uncomfortable. Let it sit, let it settle in. And then what is the message here? Or like, what can I learn? How can I grow from it? And like, it's hard to do that when you're just sitting on your couch, talking to your inner child. And not that you shouldn't do that. Because like, for some right. people, not for some people, but for everyone, there are times when that is what needs to be done. You just need to focus on yourself and stop like focusing on everyone else. Right. But there's a time when that time comes to an end, not to an end, but it's like, you can do that and go out and be in the world. Exactly. And I think that I need to do a balance of that. That's what I was saying before. Like when I take these like month or two long breaks, I'm like, do you really need a break now? Or do you need to just like say, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, that didn't work out. Now let's go back out there. You know, like I think because I do like meeting people and I like talking Mm -hmm. to people about things that I'm passionate about. Like Mm -hmm. I think that um, it just gets in my head so much about like mm-hmm. planning everything and controlling everything that I don't think I need, I need to, like there has to be a, mm-hmm. and I know when I'm alone and I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling really good right now. I'm alone. And I'm, and then I'm like, okay, now I know that I need to go out when I feel that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about, um, how you were in 2015, 2016 and just that dark space and the kind of people you were attracting and like, kind of just being angry at the world. And um, when you think about other women being in that place right now or something like that place, what would you want them to know? I have so much compassion for you. You know, that's such a hard place to be in. I want you to know that it's not, nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. Joy isn't forever and either is sadness. Like I think you will get out of it. Um, And I think what helped me was I was always open to try things. Like, you introduced me to crystals from the garden and spiritual cards. And they have been, like, an incredible, like, thing that I didn't even know that would help. I was like, that's not going to help me. But I think just being <laughs> Oh, I, I thought that, too, for a long time. Like, that's not going to help. Like, that's not too. Like, but meanwhile, they were something that just gave me, gives me such a positive, like, feeling during that day. And I, mm-hmm. journaling helps me because I love writing, but... I think, yeah, just being open to all the different modalities and things that are out there. Because I just got so hungry to heal that I was like, I'm going to try everything. I don't even care. 
and mm-hmm. I don't even know what actually worked. I think just a mixture of so many things. I think you it's know? yeah. I don't think there's such thing as a silver bullet. I think it's <laughs> a lot of it's a little bit of everything. I had a coach. She just she just always said, "Throw everything at it." <laughs> I like that. So, like, if yeah. you want to use mantra, it's fine, but. Um, try EFT too and try meditation too and try crystals too and try, you know, oracle cards too. And not that you have to do everything, everything, because, you know, there's too much of anything is not a great thing. But, but like, when you look just, I I find like when you look just for the silver bullet and you're like, well, this one thing hasn't changed my life. It's like, well, it takes time, one. And second, like, I think it's a few different things. Because, like, I always talk about how you have to heal on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual level. And, like, all of these different things really only talk to me, one, maybe two pieces of those. So if you only try affirmations and you're like, your life isn't changing, it's like, well, affirmations are very much on the mental mm-hmm. sphere. You have to, like, what's, what are you doing physically? What are you doing emotionally? What are you doing spiritually? And mm-hmm. so that's, I think, where the philosophy of everything or throw everything at it can be really helpful because at least you're more likely to hit those four different areas. Um, Any other words of, I don't like the word advice, but like just wisdom or just anything, um, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that I, that I haven't asked you that you haven't shared that you think would just be really helpful for someone who maybe has a hard time believing that something could be different. Hmm. I think that um, I needed time and patience, and I, I think I didn't know that then, but now I can see that I was I was in a lot of pain, and I didn't want to be. I wanted to get out of it as soon as possible, and now I can see that that pain is the greatest teacher I've ever had because it taught me that I am a survivor, and I can, like, deal with this really hard thing. I mean, I didn't... I mean, I was pretty naive. I didn't realize that this one event in my life could bleed into everything that I was going to do. And that old person was just, that's it. I can't be that person anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I think I was just also like, I don't know, navigating the loss of so many things of like, I was changing. My family was changing. Um, my, I also was turning 30. Like there were so many things that I was, so many new things. And I, I didn't, yeah, I think we're all survivors. We all have um, hard things that we're going to go through, but we can do them. And mm-hmm. I think that my mom also reminds me that you did that thing. You can you can do this thing. And I think that that's good in the back of your head to remind yourself, I got through this. I can get through that. And then not everyone's going to have to deal with the hard thing I had to deal with in the same way. I hope not. It's mm-hmm. so hard. But we're all going to have different things we have to overcome. And I think it makes us better people and and I mean, I don't want to say I'm grateful for this experience because I'm, I mean, in some ways I'm not, but yeah. I would switch it back in a second, of course. But I think because I had to deal with this, I'm glad that, I don't know, I had to like fall apart because yeah. then I had to like learn how to like build this new person. Basically, I feel like a new person and mm-hmm. for better or worse, like I, I can't be the person I used to be. It's just not possible. And yeah, and I, I think that's okay. I think yeah it was a lot of grief like being like well why can't I do that I used to do that well mm-hmm. you can't I don't know so I don't know maybe to other people that are struggling just um you can do it you know <laughs> it's it's and I think I had a therapist say that grief comes in waves or our life is just like 
because I no one had ever told me that before because I was like oh you're really happy you're really sad no that's not really usually how we are every day like we have periods mm-hmm. and everything just like everything will we'll move through it and I feel like letting my feelings out has really helped me a lot even I know it's really painful but like taking a moment to just sit and cry I'm like oh that's gone 20 minutes later I can do something else instead of like sitting with it for like a whole day or a whole week it just it just pulls you down I don't know but I know sitting with feelings it's taken me a lot of years to be able to do it it's very painful yeah it's not always what people want to do or or like dealing with a lost relationship being a lot of people don't want to like I like Ariana Grande's song um thank you next I know a lot of people don't like that you know I, that. like, recognize that. I don't know if I recognize I just, it, too. I'd probably oh, recognize it. helped me so much. So, <laughs> so she just basically, like, saying thank you to the ex for what they taught her. And I know not everybody wants to have gratitude towards someone who hurt them. Yeah. But I like to think of it in a positive way. Like, I even wrote in my journal. I, like, took the, like, the words to her song, but I put it to my own exes. Mm-hmm. And I, like, choose a couple of them and said, thank you for this, thank you for that. And it was really healing for me. Yeah. But I know, I think other women in our group have said that, they're not ready to see and I can see why yeah there's a lot of pain yeah but I I don't know I like what we said before I think all of this is for me and not for those men like that's all about my own growth so Mm -hmm. I like to say I'm sorry that you were having that thing guy in your life and you weren't able to see this with me and that's okay unless you go because it that probably wasn't what I needed anyway at yeah. that moment, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. This always yeah. is hard. It's it's a process. And yeah, but it's possible. Yes, it is and it's possible. Worth, and it's worth it. I think so. so. I mean, I'm feeling better than I did in in 2015, so I think that's a that's a wonderful thing. Even yeah. if I'm, I'm not at the place I thought I'd be at 36, I still feel like I'm better than I was in 2015, and yeah. that's what I can hold on to, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I know you're a little nervous. Thank you. This was fun. It's cathartic even to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, it yeah. Feels, it feels good. And I think you definitely were really relaxed. So I think you even forgot we were recording the mics right in front of us. So That's good. I was trying to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, one last question. I always ask this. Um, what's your favorite way to treat yourself? Uh, I think yoga. Yeah. I love yoga. Yeah, yeah. me too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.